1: The only toll-free call-in webcast produced specifically for Celtics fans. <laughs> back Celtics back, back, Stuff Live.
0: Oh, hey. welcome I'm the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for Boston sports. John and I just talked to you yesterday. Here we are back again today. The excitement is just over the top. I'm telling you what, John, the minute I saw that picture of Tom Brady, I think my head almost exploded.
1: That was, you, you and I, you know, I would say usually we aren't, you know, we aren't constantly texting. There's a lot of people who do that. We don't constantly text back and forth. But yesterday, I mean, after the show, really, it was a nonstop conversation. You had a whole bunch of stuff going on during the day. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on during the day, but it didn't matter. It was like the show continued for like eighteen hours because, you know, <laughs> I don't want. To, I won't repeat exactly what you said, but basically, it was like. I can't believe this is happening. And at the moment, we just heard a whole bunch of Woj bombs. Things were not looking good with Horford. We're like, what the hell is going to happen? And then I was like, which part both? Because everything was nuts. I mean, there was, it's we're quiet. not getting them.
0: And then we're getting Brady. And I was like, what the hell's happening? It was insane. It was, I'm still, That's what we've oh, learned. We've learned that wow. if it's quiet, it's good news. Yep, And we also... There was a lot of different reports about how long the meeting went, when it got out. It sounds like the meeting wrapped up at 7.30. Uh, a source reported that Tom Brady did a good job today. Listen, Kevin Durant loves Larry Bird, right? Models his game after him, huge fan. Tom Brady is somebody he's been following on Twitter. He loves Tom Brady. The Celtics go ahead and do that. I talked to a good friend of mine yesterday and he goes come on man ain't just wearing kevin durant's shoes like isn't are we getting a little cheesy and i'm sorry but i'm like no way man what's great about this celtic's organization is that they are geeks for the game and somebody like kevin durant is going to appreciate that immensely the this sleeper sweep acquisition of horford is such an amazing game changer. Austin Ainge said it best. He said the narrative, although technically true that they've never signed a big free agent, is you know it, it's a it's a false narrative. It, it's not truly representative. Everybody that knows anything about the Celtics knows that they've never really had the cap space to work with. This has been such a unique offseason. And as I said on Celtics Beat this morning with Larry H. Russell. The game plan, and you and I have talked about this, John, the game plan to go in on just a couple of big-name free agents was the only way to go. Think about how much they spread themselves thin, just trying to prepare for the draft and get scouted and ready for that. For them to try to spray themselves all over free agency, it's just too much. you got to think it was just too much. So they go, and they try to swing for the home run. and And, and if you want to consider, you know, Horford, a triple Durant's a home run and I gotta tell you John I am I am extremely optimistic about him coming to Boston
1: so you know and I think and you've got to feel optimistic I mean I'm not I think I'm I'm trying to be a little bit more cautious just because I'm not sure the old ticker can take it, uh, <laughs> but but in all seriousness... The I mean, thumb? Or the Twitter thumb can take it? <laughs> the Twitter thumb? Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, this thing is... I'm going to need a brace or something come Monday morning. I don't know what to... Or, or <laughs> come Tuesday morning, I guess. Uh, you know, I mean, seriously, I, look... I, There's a lot to feel good about here. I mean, I I don't know. This is we're we're recording this at you know early Sunday morning here. uh, Long weekend day ahead. I'm just seeing a tweet here from Anna Horford now. Anna Horford, Al Horford's wife. Apparently, they met in Boston. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with that. Uh, I think that's partly part of what has allowed him to be comfortable here. She just sends a tweet here that says, this is 8 o'clock, she says, there's always more to a story than you think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like when we got uh, Ray Allen. You were wondering what's the next step. There has to be another move. Yeah, it is. Should It should not be understated that Horford agreeing to come to Boston was announced not long after the Celtics' presentation to Kevin Durant ended. That timing is an omen. I'm not saying it's proof. I'm not saying it's 100%. But at the end of the day, we only get this 72-hour period once in our lives. And I'm going to go all-in fanboy, and I don't give a crap. You look at Steve Bolpette, poor guy got picked on yesterday because they misunderstood his tweet. And I told him, I was like, Steve, don't sweat it, man. Don't sweat it. You know, people are just emotional and all over the place. Other fans hating on Tom Brady going to that meeting don't get why Boston is such a great place to play. The reason Brady went to that meeting is because of how awesome the fans are and i'm just going to go ahead and be a fan because this isn't my day-to-day job i'm all in on this and i'm i i'm telling you john all signs in the magic eight ball eight ball point to yes they point to yes
1: <laughs> i love it i love it no you're right i mean they okay let, let's just let's try to i'm i'm going to take try to take a step back for a second here okay look. stop no 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 just listen to me listen to me <laughs> right right okay so we've They've met with the Clippers. Now there's a report right now that's going around Twitter that the Clippers are out. Okay, He's, they've been informed that they're out. Okay, well that's fast. But they also signed, um, uh, you know, they signed uh, Austin Rivers, and so that kind of there's like no room, right?
0: Cap space close out. Right. Yep.
1: There's a report that uh, the Golden State Warriors have been in contact with Jamal Crawford. Now, if they sign Jamal Crawford,
0: you might as well say they're out, right? That's got to be Plan B, because isn't the other report that it's now down to Golden State in Boston, even though it's been front running to OKC? Well, I, I, I know. there's a lot of information coming at us. I right guess now. what
1: I'm saying though is that that if they're already looking at Plan B, or that it's close, or or what have you, you've got to You've got a sense. That, I mean, yes, you're going to do your due diligence on other on other free agents, but. Why would you? And there's also reports, obviously, that, that Dallas is going to make a deal, make a, a run, an offer sheet for Harry Barnes. OK, so we take those things. Then we've got the Heat who have signed, uh, well, <laughs> Whiteside, basically, and they may lose Wade. Is that – how is that going to go? I mean, everyone – on Friday afternoon, everyone is about ready to uh, – you know, I, I'm sure Pat Riley's back was, was sore from all the back slapping of how, oh, he's going to go in and, and do some Jedi mind trick crap and try to change – I mean, it was just – it was over the top. It was ridiculous. Nobody was giving Boston credit, even even if – just forget for a second that he could sign here. The idea that we were we would be in this position on Friday afternoon or Thursday afternoon is ludicrous. People were all, all falling all over themselves to name everybody else other than the Celtics. Okay, so here we are, Tom Brady. We're in this situation. Did did uh, did uh, did Kevin Durant go to any other teams to visit on the night before their visit their their meeting? That is an
0: amazing no. scenario. And Hell how no. quiet was that? That was a sleeper sneak attack too. King Nobody go. knew Kevin Durant was already in Boston. King that that's a very very strong sign as well. The fact that he spent all that time with Tom Brady, flying back to Long Island, right. and it sounds like the Spurs meeting was you know generally. Sort of underwhelming. You know what I think everybody misplayed and you and I talked about it, but Kevin Durant only wants to stay. I've tweeted it over and over and we've talked about it on the show. Kevin Durant only wants to sign one contract. He does not want to go through the distraction again. It's going to be a distraction not only with him if he signs a one-on-one, but with Westbrook as well. So whatever happened last season is going to double down next year because there's two players in the same, and he's already entertained all this. So it's going to be magnified because Durant's already met with teams. The shadow of doubt has already been implanted. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying everybody has underrated that, and I think some other teams came in maybe thinking too much or having too much confidence that Durant was going to sign a one-on-one, one-and-one. This whole narrative about setting the table for next year, I think Boston broke the bank on that. Mm -hmm. F next year. Mm -hmm. We're talking about right here, right now. And I have to take the question that we got off Twitter already because it just comes – it slides right into this conversation. I want to know what you think. Michael says, and, and by the way, he won the Fan Essentials free month of Celtics gear on our last show. Uh, make sure you uh, retweet any of our shows with the hashtag Fan Essentials, and you'll enter for next week's announcement. But he says, when, this is pretty optimistic, when Kevin Durant signs, do you go all in on PG-13 or Jimmy Butler, and what would be too much for them? I'm not really, you know, the what would be too much for them, let's just one step at a time this. But <laughs> yeah, because we're already at when KD signs. Right, we're already so let's let's rephrase it to if Kevin Durant signs. <laughs> I am feeling optimistic, and I, I am know. loving the vibe from every. It's really again the Magic Eight Ball, baby. All That's I'm gonna great say great. is, you know, with that conversation, I, I'm gonna echo again what I said on Celtics beat this morning. I wanna I wanna see this team not make that trade. I want to see Kevin Durant come and then I want to sit on these picks because imagine if you could recreate the 2007-2008 Magic, somehow get a championship with what we have on the roster right now, and then go make those picks in 17 and 18 with the Nets staying horrible. You want to talk about Kevin Durant trying to stay in Boston for the rest of his career because that's, and that's why it fits into this narrative. They, he wants to have one career. He could wind up, if Brad Stevens does his job in his best Popovich impersonation, Durant might have the longevity of a career that a Tim Duncan had in San Antonio, especially with all the youth and the depth. I would think... What if all the pressure came off next year because they won the championship and then they get to go make those picks? You want to talk about contending for the next 12 years? That's, it happens, baby. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: I mean, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, you're basically in the position that, that the, the Pistons were in in 04, only that your team is actually talented, uh, you know, with star players and, 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 and valuable veterans and, and, You know, but have the ability to enter a draft and and pick a, well, hopefully you don't get the Darko of the bunch, but, you know, you've got that opportunity. And had Darko worked out, you know, we may still be talking about the Pistons, you know, running over the league. I mean, certainly he was the same age as LeBron, you know, so why not? And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, 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 uh, that would be a game changer. I don't know if they do that, though. Because we I, didn't
0: think they would do it with Allen and Garnett and Pierce either, though. Remember, because everybody was like, "Ah, oh, it's going to take a year. They're going to have to gel. They're going to have to figure things out." Well. I, think, we're I not think really we think they're going to win, and then bang. We were
1: more positive on that than I mean, you know, remember Bob Ryan's like, "I'm not sure what type of seed they are," and da da da. I mean, we were we were much more positive about what that team could be. I don't think we we're thinking they win a championship, but I think we thought they'd, they'd make some noise. It might take a year to gel. Of course, now having said that. How many of these super teams have gotten together since then and have figured it out too? So it's we are a bit blessed in that they everything kind of fell into place. But even if you look at this situation, the parallels are are unbelievable between 07, 08, and right now because both Horford and Durant are at a stage in their career where they want to win you know they want to they want to win that's where their focus is if we got you know this is the difference between the Miami situation Miami got guys that were a little bit younger and probably a little bit still a little bit too selfish also the makeup of how these guys play is very different horford is is a a 15 point scorer i mean he's not you know i need i need my 25 shots a game guy he's going to get his shots certainly but everyone knows the the pecking order is Durant on offense and everybody else and and Horford's going to get his just by the sheer fact of him spraying the floor i mean that man all those you you and i i bet you, we both can do it just have a mental picture of of Sully taking a 19 foot jump shot and bricking it right we all can picture that with the Celtics offense that that problem's gone, baby. We we're back to having a, a a big man who can hit
0: that shot. And that's going to that just changes just the upgrade alone of swapping out Sully and putting in yep. You know, and make no mistake, if the Kevin Durant piece doesn't happen, happen this team is better. I think Pelton said 53 wins. I still think I think that one is actually low. I know he nailed last year's 48. I think it's 55 with Durant, with uh Horford for a lot of in partly because this roster is just improving. They're young. They're going to improve leaps and bounds every year because that's the phase of their career they're in, mm-hmm. right? Anybody who gets minutes. But the other thing is Amir Johnson will definitely come back. Sully will probably not. Jarebko will come back. That That's if no other – I think they're only looking at Duran. I think otherwise maybe trades. Yep. And, and that is certainly a possibility as long as the cap space is still there next year. But you've got a $12 million cap hold, well, you know, cap space if you bring Amir Johnson back that will come off next year, plus another bump. I'm thinking, you know, that gets us in the ballpark with a couple of other subsequent moves, or short contracts, you know, maybe even for Jarebko, I think he comes off again. I think they can still work the cap for another max next year, no problem, if they were to trade out some of that salary. So, it's tight, but a trade could come if they don't get Durant, but this team, as constituted, with the young players just naturally improving, I think fifty-five wins because you just take out Sully and put in Horford. It's it's magnanimous difference, mm-hmm. a magnanimous upgrade, mm-hmm. and it's going to open up. To your point, think about Avery Bradley cutting. I think one of the reasons we didn't see him cut as much this year as he did earlier in his Celtics career was because that floor wasn't spaced, and they needed to, they needed it at space primarily for Isaiah Thomas. Having Horford. Yeah opens up the cuts for not only Isaiah with the ball in his hand to drive, but then for Horford to make the pass to a cutting Bradley. That backdoor move that Bradley used to do that we never see anymore, I think that stuff comes back if he's not packaged in a trade with Horford in town.
1: And it, well and it's something remember he had the ball in his hand a little bit more than he usually had too. I mean I, I think you're right, Isaiah was a big part of that. But he also he was he was he was handling the ball a little bit too. So it's hard – you know, I think that, I think you're right. I mean, you can just see that, that play in your mind's eye, I think. Um, it, it's it's tantalizing just where we are right now. Just as we sit right now, Al Horford being a Celtic, this team just got – it's not just that they're like – I mean, I saw projections that they're now a 53-win team. I think Kevin Pelton did some of this. They're a 53-55-win 50 team. I think that you know. I think that seems fair. I think they're a mid fifties team. They're certainly going to compete uh, for the second best in the East. But now it's a question of now can you get that trump card? Ha! I, I've got the trump thing going. And, and <laughs> I, don't know what I saw Nick's uh, our, our buddy Nick Gelso, uh, Mr. CLNS Radio himself. <laughs> Apparently now this is a running theme here. But but you, know, you got to have that trump card with, with with Durant and Durant being here. I mean, talk about a change of everything, right? I mean, that, having his shooting, the attention that gets, you want to talk about backdoor pick, backdoor cuts? They may not even, they even guard the other corner, you know, and have, have Bradley cutting. He may be wide open cutting kind of the basket because people are going to be so focused on, uh, you know, the six, seven foot zero, uh, you know, Kevin Durant on the, on the opposite wing trying to jack up from there. I mean, it, uh, oh, it's, it's great, man. I mean, and, just to go back, okay. We before this, we said we're gonna be all. I
0: warned you, yeah. I yeah. warned you that we were not gonna follow a much logical thought during this no. show. We've held it pretty good for the first twenty minutes, but the but the train was. It's gonna come off the tracks. You know what? I don't care. Call me fanboy, whatever. That's what this is all about. Sports is fun, yes. and this is one of the most fun times. In Celtics history. Before you go that way, I just want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter. The show general Twitter is at CSL underscore tweet live, as well as myself at CSL underscore Justin and follow John here, my co-host at CSL underscore Duke. We've also got a Facebook page for CLNS fans, facebook.com backslash CLNS fans. Don't forget to download the CLNS radio app for iOS and Android, just go to the Marketplace and search CLNS Radio. And Jared Weiss, already with instant reaction on our YouTube channel last night, youtube.com backslash CLNS Radio for high-definition full-length locker room interviews, and a shout to our sponsor, Fan Essentials. Uh, How would you like to get all of your favorite NBA team's merchandise delivered straight to your doorstep? Check out fanessentials.net. All you do is pick your favorite sports team. Every month you're going to get gear shipped right to your door. They do all the work so you don't have to find that gear, and each fan box comes fully packed. It makes a great gift idea for any sports fan. Price is starting at just thirty-four ninety-nine, and you can support us Celtics Stuff Live, and save 30% on your first the first month of your subscription by using promo code CSL2016 at checkout. So go to fanessentials.net to get all the essentials you need. And as I mentioned, every week we are giving away a free month of Celtics gear from Fan Essentials. All you have to do is retweet any one of our show announcements with hashtag Fan Essentials. So, John, carry on. Drive this train off the tracks. Who cares? <laughs> I, look, we. I mean, <laughs> Kevin
1: Durant. Like th- this is we're gonna. Twenty four hours from now, we're gonna know. We're gonna know what's gonna happen. Twenty four hours from now, we're gonna know if he's gonna come or or, or he's gonna, you know, he's not. But I mean, I, I just I can't believe how much the the national media has missed this. I cannot imagine how much they. Ha- I mean. Look, it hasn't happened yet, but just the fact that even in this conversation, we know, we all know, We've been reading this. We know this is a lot closer than anyone gave them credit for being. You know, it was a masterstroke bringing Brady, a masterstroke bringing a healthy portion of the team, even if Kelly Olenek looks like they picked him up under some sort of bridge abutment.
0: (laughs) 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 Kelly's presence was sort of curious in a way, wasn't it? It really was. But, you know, they had. I think Marcus Smart was there. Isaiah Thomas was there. No detail. Jay was there, no detail unturned, or no stone unturned, no detail missing in their all-in efforts. And that's they embody the fan base's all-in passion. As much as it was not uh, a good look on the fan base on Draft night, they get it, and they want it just the same as anybody who follows this team. And I think Ames said it best, like the ownership. Is a fan that you know they or maybe wick said it. I can't remember who, but I think it was Ainge when he was sort of covering for for Wicks. Wick's you know, mid draft, you know, uh, meeting with the press. But he said, "Listen, the, the guys who own this team—they're fans. They're not bus- they're businessmen, but they're fans of the team, and we're in good hands, folks. And they have a chance." do something very similar. Again, the parallels are there from 07. They have a chance to do something very similar, but do it even better this time around. If Durant signs, they could stay young. Remember how hard it was to replenish the talent? You could could see a situation where Ainge does not have to trade Durant and Horford at the end of their careers for draft picks to stay relevant as they go into the twilight of their careers
1: right and that's and that speaks to what you just said which is you don't need to trade you know that what you've got right now i mean you've got 19 year old jalen brown if you're somehow able to succeed and have him be a part of that success but see his role grow and develop maybe maybe he doesn't end up maybe he doesn't stay here through the duration of the, the Katie Horford era, you know. But, but first of all, Durant's 27. He's not
0: 30. Like, it's younger you know, than the, than the yeah. yeah, Allen, Kevin, Kevin Garnett uh, comparison, too. They're, they're younger as a team. Yes. And they're going to retain that youth. They had to trade that youth to get Allen and Kevin Garnett. In this case, they're acquiring without losing, so they just stay younger by the numbers game. Of nothing going out and everything coming in this time, mm-hmm. and then they have the assets with the draft picks yeah. and the players they're bringing in are younger. It's 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 the Ray Allen KG scenario on steroids. Yep,
1: and I and I would say that I think that you know your I think your inclination is right. I do think there's going to have to be some moves. There's going to have to be some trades. It's not as if you can just plug and play. I do think that you need to do some work, but It's not like you know. Oh my gosh, we gotta we gotta trade. I had people fill in my Twitter mentions with you know um, we gotta we gotta trade everything we can for Boogie Cousins. This is when things were looking at its worst. You know when when,
0: I'm just you know what that would the the Boogie cousin yeah the Boogie Cousins thing still makes me nervous on this roster. If it's a condition from Kevin Durant to sign here. Then yeah, all in, go get him. But I'm still skeptical, even though I understand the level of talent would be unbeatable. Well, it, 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 Boogie, Horford, and Durant, and you got to assume Isaiah Thomas stays too. I mean, that's yeah. that's a pretty strong starting five. Don't you, don't you think that's too too top heavy, too big? That's what I mean. I'm skeptical you know? about. I'm skeptical of the dynamics on the team, both based on the things that aren't reported that we sort of know about. In, in you know behind the scenes about boogie yeah. and then and then the other reason being exactly what you said like at some point, I think Durant is want is cool with being the top star on the team, but not necessarily being a hog. like I think he's he's such a he's a perfect superstar in that he's all inclusive and he's team oriented and I think those things are good, but I think if you brought in a boogie, you know, again, there's only so many balls to go around, and, I'm, and I would be, to your point, a little concerned about how do you give everybody, how do you put all those people in a position to be 100% successful? Just because you have a big three doesn't mean that it that it comes together the right way. And Durant and Crowder and Horford are a very nice 3 4 5 pairing. We said this a couple of days ago if the dream scenario were to happen, Horford and Durant fit the makeup of this roster as constituted. They were what no, were they 5th overall in, in in defense last fourth. year at the Celtics? Fourth. They were 4th. Yeah. You're 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 going to tell me nobody can tell me that they won't become the number 1 defense and by adding Horford. They spread out the offense, and by adding Durant, they have their go-to scorer. Yep. They address every concern and take their defense to one of the top-flight defenses in the league by doing yep. it.
1: I think they. I think they still could add some shooting. I think that they. They need. They need probably you know one more rim protector. You know, so if if things did get rough and tumble, you've got somebody else back there. But you're. I you're. I mean. Yes, I mean what you just said. I think is true. I'm what I'm saying in terms of it, it's not necessarily automatic. There are, there are moves that will need to be made. They're going to have to do something if this if this dream scenario comes comes to light here a year uh, you know a day from now. Um, there there's going to be some things to be done.
0: One of the thing kind of I'm just the fireworks headlines though. If he said you oh, know yeah. obviously Wick can't, go, but the fireworks like he promised fireworks. I you almost wonder if they don't put that on the table in the presentation yesterday and say look wick said this and he's on the hot seat and this is how we'd love to do it if you come to Boston without <laughs> getting too cheesy but think about it yeah. like it's all it's all about the story and the narrative and if durant yeah. has his representatives from nike in there right he's with nike right yes yeah if he's got his representatives from nike in there and he just signed that big contract and he's trying to get back onto the map of relevancy with the shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know this is an important factor. That's why That's why I don't think it's cheesy that Ainge wore those shoes. That's a centerpiece to their argument and Durant's team about what this could mean for him. Boston is not a major market. Guess what? Durant comes here with the fan base that's here. The nutbags (laughs) that follow sports in New England. You're telling me that's not a number one marketing opportunity, even if it's not a number one market. I guarantee you, I know it's not as important as it used to be anyway, that that, that that theme has sort of dulled down a little bit, but regardless, it's still part of the conversation. And I think that's an area that we'll never hear about that cannot, that was probably addressed and handled very well from a business perspective from the Celtics organization absolutely. that way absolutely
1: and you know and that's why some of the this stories about oh well you can't be a player in free agency because players can't get the same money from the shoe contracts not true we've seen with durant The the KD's sell like wildfire. LeBron, his his shoes sell like wildfire. The issues KD shoes recently haven't sold well is because he's been hurt, or you know, the price point was too high. It's not because you know he he played in Oklahoma City. So. If he goes to Boston, the biggest thing those shoe companies
0: want is they want him to win. And if he goes And they want him to battle LeBron because Absolutely. you have the two Nike stars oh my going head to head, it's super hype. Right. It is a super hype machine. And Toronto's not delivering on those goods as <laughs> as great as that team is. Yeah. They're not going to deliver. That's even Demar Derozan getting the contract he got, for, they're just not on the same stage. Dude. It's unfortunate for Toronto, but they're not on the same yeah. stage.
1: No, absolutely not. T- Toronto is fool's gold. I mean, that, that's a team that will be gone in in two years. I, I just, I have no, even in a year,
0: there's nothing there, you know, to that team. Uh, they just lost Biombo too, yeah. right? Yeah, didn't sign thing. with. Yeah, the Magic. Magic's um, making a little curious run here. So they've they, got to do something. interesting work. Yeah, yep. Magic's got to do something. I just, I, you know, I'm looking at this,
1: this situation we're in. The other thing that I, you know, was bring, you know thought of is, you know, is I'm trying to talk our, all of ourselves into it. One, you talked about the fans. I mean, to even have Al Horford's dad, <laughs> Tito, Tito
0: Horford, who some of us remember playing, dude, super credit to Himmelsbach. He oh, is... Man. He is he at bat. Yep. Kind of a newcomer in a way. Yeah. You know? Right. And dude, he is babe rooting the hell out of this. Yeah. He has hit so many long balls and he has driven in so many stories. It like way to go. Even Chad Finn, you know, good friend from the globe, was just, you know, blown away by the Tito narrative. That how did he have that set up and ready to go? I don't good. Know. We have got to get him on this show. I know I've emailed him, we haven't heard back, but we need our listeners Let him go. to go ahead and tweet at Himmelsbach and be like, get on Celtic stuff live. We need your support. Let's just get his attention and get him on the show because I wanna put him I wanna put him up on on the pedestal of, you know, Great guests that we have always had since the advent of this show, way back when when Gorman did the draft night show in 2007 and Grandy and Gorman and and Sousa and Bull Pet. Just the quality of interview that we've gotten. You can just tell this guy is, is going to kill it. Yeah, totally, totally. And and, and props to Adam Kaufman, too, because he does deserve yep. a little bit of a pump, too. Yep, I
1: agree. He's done some good stuff. His interviews, he had a great interview with Brad Stevens as the, as the season ended. And, uh, uh, you know, I've you know his Celtics of Seven show is great. I've made it a podcast that I listen to because I don't get up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. Uh, so that's, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I just, you know, just going back to the fans, though. I mean, (laughs) we're going to have to wrap this up sometime because we're starting to lose all credibility, whatever we had. But
0: the the fans. Objectivity, we are allowed. We're a podcast. We are allowed. We are allowed to throw objectivity out of the window and enjoy this moment with the fans. We absolutely get to do that. I won't feel bad about it. If you stop following me on Twitter over this, then you're not here for the right reasons. Well That's right, exactly. And the Celtics fans are what make this special.
1: I mean, what are the fan, what are the chances that a team is going to be, you know, a team's fans? How many times have you heard in the interviews after somebody, tra- you know, is signed or traded or whatever, you know, it says, I went here because their team was down by 15 points and they were cheering just as loud. And yet at home, I can't even get fans to show up when we're winning. You know that to me, that's the difference. You know, last night uh, there's okay. I don't know how people know uh, there's this rapper, Spose rapper. He's uh, he's a main guy. He's you know local guy, great guy. Also has a July first birthday, but big Celtics fan. And so he and I are going you know going back and forth, and he sent out obviously the video last night to me, which is. The perfect encapsulation of what Celtics fans are, and that's that end of Game Six against the Heat in 2011, when they'd gotten their doors blown off. LeBron had had gone to the, had finally ascended to the, the peak player that he has been the last few years, and they, the Celtics fans spent the last four minutes chanting "Let's go Celtics." I mean. That's who they – I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. That's the team. Those guys. It wasn't because, you know, it was warm. It wasn't because, you know, there's no tax. We heard all that crap for years. And Al Horford said, I don't care about that. I want to win. I want to be in a place that people appreciate me. Well, he's, he's heard that. Now Kevin Durant is hearing that. And now, now, folks, we are on the precipice of some greatness, perhaps. It's all in the hands of KD Trey 5 and I think,
0: he, I think he's going to come through for us. I do, too. And I'm actually getting, like, uh, our buddy Michael. He's tweeting out. Uh, he said, one of many reasons to bash Justin if, God forbid, he's wrong about Kevin Durant. Listen, I've got no insider knowledge, but it's all about enjoying the ride, and this is the moment we have to enjoy the ride, and it is for the fans. And, and you know what? Just go with it. And guess what else? If it doesn't happen this team, this is still a huge coup. The team is still great. And I'm okay with building through the draft. Do I want Kevin Durant? Do I want the dream scenario? Yes. And and do I feel good about it? I really do. I just think this organization has its shit together. Yep. That's what I think, and I think everybody knows it, and I think Horford knows it. I think Horford is in Durant's ear, and I think Durant saw it firsthand. Right on. You know, and we have all of this Boston connection all of a sudden for Durant. Yep, yep. I know. I mean, it's all right there, and and you'd be you'd have to be blind to ignore it at
1: this point because exactly it's all there, and you know maybe maybe something weird happens and it, and it doesn't come together. It's possible. But man, let me tell you, I think we are in a we are in a really really interesting spot, and it, <laughs> I just can't believe we're we're in where the well, position we're in. It's just this
0: is wild stuff. It is wild, wacky wild stuff. But I will tell you, there's a good chance that we're going to be podcasting our brains out yep. through the rest of the week, right? Yep. So obviously we just keep pumping out the updates we're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter so that you can fit all the content in and it's a little bit more relevant relevant because obviously things are changing rapidly this one we're going to cut off right now we're going to close the show Very likely we're going to come back on Tuesday or Wednesday this week once we see how the Durant situation plays out. Everybody, be optimistic. Send positive vibes. Buy into it. Believe in the dream. And if it doesn't happen, we'll come back here. We'll console you a little bit, but there's still trades. There's still young guys. There's still draft picks. Boy, this is an amazing time. So just remember, the broadcast is going to be available on demand on the CLNS Radio mobile app as well as CLNSRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter, at CSL underscore Justin, and at CSL underscore Duke. Send questions for the show, hashtag Celtics Chat. Follow the Celtics Stuff Live Twitter, at CSL underscore Tweet Live. Big thanks to everybody who tuned in. You can help support this show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate and review the show. Your feedback is extremely important to us. And a reminder... That today's show is brought to you by Fan Essentials and Loot Crate. They've got a great deal for you, uh, but most importantly, help support the show and the network by supporting our sponsors. A big thanks to the entire CLNS Radio audience audience who makes this all worthwhile. Big thanks to Larry H. Russell for having me on this morning and really raising our profile during this exciting time for the Boston Celtics. For staff writer Eddie Santiago, program director Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Radio, Nick Gelso, and my co-host, Atzi. CSL underscore Duke. John Duke. I'm Justin Poolin. Man, you are the master of Twitter. That's all I'm going to say. And (laughs) thanks for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. And when I say this week's, I mean stay tuned. There will be multiple (laughs) this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live.
1: Celtic Stuff Live.